Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. From the home of TV news, interviews and reviews, this is The Custard TV Live. If you're listening to this, then we're going to assume that you've already watched the excellent closing episode of series three of Sherlock uh, that series not season BBC we heard your announcer uh, and joining me on the podcast as always is the editor and runner of the podcast Luke hello Luke hello and uh, Matthew Northern person Matthew hey <laughs> well done um, so first thoughts uh, tonight's finishing episode which uh, closed the series uh, lots of surprises lots of twists Luke your kind of overall feelings of the of the show I always, I've started to have a new way of judging shows like this, actually, and I only started to do this last week. I think if I glance at the clock at any point during an hour and a half of Sherlock, it's not got my full attention. Mm. If I pick my phone up during an hour and a half of Sherlock, it's not got my full attention, and I have to confess, I did both. Oh. Okay, alright, well that's interesting. Matt, your, your kind of first thoughts? I, I disagree, because I only noticed the time we put one of those little clocks that chimes oh, every right. half hour. Well, because then, you're your northern. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then that tells us when the, you know, the master wants us to serve, like, you know, evening yeah. meal and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, <the> bell. <laughs> yeah. um, no, every half hour, but that was the only time that I sort of noticed what time it was, if that makes sense. And... and yeah. It was the same for me last week. I'm easily pleased, obviously. Um, I didn't well, no, sort because... of drift, drift off even. You know, I just it did keep my attention for that whole 90 minutes. I don't know, Luke, if you want to sort of elaborate on... Well, uh, well, I we'll feel terrible. I just wanted to get first thoughts. And I, then, and I, then I, I have to say, deep. I mean, I was, I was taken... As I always am with Sherlock, I think I'm the, I'm the sort of easiest to please out of the three of us on Sherlock because I've enjoyed all three episodes and this one I think maybe has it wasn't as impactful as the last two series um last episodes of series I was going to use the dreaded <coughs> f word there but I quickly yep. changed my mind um but but it's still you know it was well written well acted and and and, and Gary will now get us into some details well, I, from, just very quickly, my first thoughts as well is that I, I was glad it was the meat that, that I was looking for. This was the, 
this was the episode that everybody said was controversial and good, and they were right. There was plenty of information not going out on Twitter. I myself had thought that Mary's character was a dead, you know, was dead. I thought she was going to get killed. That was going to be the big twist at the end. That actually that didn't happen, and and therefore I was pleasantly surprised. So yeah, let's let's kind of break down the overall kind of like we won't do like a plot rever reveal because obviously everyone that's just watched it, but but basically. It was uh, the the big kind of shock was the fact, or the main shock was the fact that Mary wasn't who what she wasn't wasn't who she said she was. Was that a pleasant reveal for you, Matt? Um, I do. I honestly didn't see it coming um, until until it happened. So yeah, I was I was surprised. I again, I never really overthink things with Sherlock. I'm sure some other people had suspected it, but I you know I just thought love interest for for John Watson and that was it but I, I'm guessing others who yeah. are sort of obsessed with it have probably theorised in the past about it I don't, I don't know whether this is a feature of maybe the character in the books I've not read those type, no. but re- the, the later books to know this I mean okay let, you know we, we sort of picked apart our first thoughts and, 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 and that so what other plot points do you think were important? Obviously, the return of Moriarty, very, very interesting in, during the middle of it, and then quite interesting. Although I was a little bit annoyed that the BBC announcer had to say "stay till the end." Mm. Well, yeah, because I mean, I was with family members, and my stepdad was just about to reach for the uh, remote control. Oh, as I he suppose, said that. Yeah. And then the, he said, "The death scene, Sherlock's death scene." Um, what inside the mi- inside the mind palace? Was that was that brilliant or overlong? Because I thought it was overlong. I think it showed the nice way in mm. which his mind works. I think it shows you that you have to understand that his mind doesn't think. I don't know. Have either of you ever seen a television show called Numbers? No, I know okay. of it. It, it was an American show. It. It, it ran for about five or six series in America, and it was about a mathemat- a brilliant mathematician who helped his brother with FBI cases. And they used this kind of similar visualization technique that, that, that Sherlock uses. In fact, I think it's been used in a number of shows, but I remember it more specifically from this, where whatever he's kind of thinking, they visualize with, with numbers and pictures. And I suppose it's that same sort of thing that they say about brilliant minds. They say that they can visualize the problems. So he was getting people in his mind to help him. You know, the, the, the touches where Mycroft was talking mm. to him or when Moriarty was I, telling I'm, him, you know, in the room. I, I mean, I, I liked it. I liked it last week and I liked it this week. I think it's, it's interesting. And I like the fact that, you know, he came up against a character who had similar... You yeah, know, had you know the similar visuals. He he obviously used his intelligence sort of man, to manipulate rather than to sort of investigate. If that makes sense. I I did like the bit right at the end where you know he's saying to to Sherlock Holmes, "You're a hero," and he goes, "No, I'm just a high functioning sociopath." Mm. I think it takes you back to that mm. idea that Sherlock isn't actually a, a a very nice person at times. That you know he he's not supposed to be calm and, and, and nice he is unpredictable but it takes you into that what, what else kind of annoyed you Luke what else was kept you clock watching well, it, it's terrible because I'm I'm very aware that in my position I'm the front man of the website I go on Twitter I speak to all the press officers about the shows and I'm very aware that I don't want to burn any bridges because there's no question in my mind Sherlock is a fantastic mm 
uh, piece See, of television. Are you holding it in higher esteem than you no, think you would? No, with because actually, no, because actually, I didn't really enjoy it properly and get the buzz that everybody else got until the second series. I enjoyed the first one. I got a real buzz and excitement from the second, and the third one was highly anticipated. What I think they're doing, what I think they've done too much this series, is focus too much on Sherlock's character and his is the, the odd I, thing. I would agree with it, that I, rather than I, the actual plots. You think they've underwritten the investigation. I will say with hand on my heart if I go back and watch this at some point maybe even tomorrow I have no idea what was going on in that final scene and I did rewind it back and think well maybe I wasn't focused no idea at all what was going on in that final scene. What, what, and what do you mean by the that, final scene? Just clarify. The final scene in um, with, with, um, with with all, the, with all the flick, with all the yeah, Magnusons, with all the flicking on the face. Ironically, the, that's how you inducted me to go on this podcast as well. Well, that's it is. But I was going to say, and then but, you but, made but, it but I understood. Well, the, so. I understood the context behind that. I didn't understand it in here. I didn't understand um, about I, I all the hold. Yeah, I, 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 I had no problem misunderstanding things, mm. but. Give give me something at least to to show me where it's going, and I didn't understand that last bit, and it makes me feel foolish that I have to say that. But I genuinely, well, in I part, didn't understand. Ha- I don't think it mattered in the end. I don't know how much they need to explain things. Do you? Is they your need problem- to explain. They, the problem is the whole series. They haven't explained virtually you know, anything. No, they, they, that, they, they, whole- I, I know. I know for a fact that. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a lot of people on on Twitter and, and and social media still very annoyed that we're end at the end of the third series, and he hasn't actually explained how he faked his own death in series two. Look, that is I, I irking think, a number of people. We have to admit that. I think as you go, if if series four, which was already announced by Stephen Moffat at a, after at a BAFTA screening and recently, five. And, and by five, Benedict Cumberbatch, let it slip to you. But yeah. but I mean. I think when when we get series four and five, if it's commissioned, I think you could probably wipe out all of series three and miss it and miss it completely, because I think we're we're gonna get all the answers we want. I think the the start of a series four episode one will probably answer more questions you, for us so than the whole of series three. Do you think that they haven't offered any answers because they knew they had a fourth series? Is that what you're saying? Well, well especially, especially we're bringing Moriarty back mm. right at the end because there. I said, think that's what yeah. they're planning. Because well, you... we don't know that it's Moriarty. All we know is it's his picture at the moment. Mm. We don't know that well, it's Moriarty. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a fair point as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Just say, you know, at the end of Series 2, they knew they were getting a Series 3, did they not? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they just knew it would be some time away because of, mm. car- because of mm. the, the commitments of the actors. But, no, I mean, I... Uh, see, these things that you saying, you know, wanting answers, it never crosses my mind. It never... I, I, it never, okay, bo- let, it let, never bothers me. It, the let me put this into... Let me, along, okay. And, and, let me and put this I'm into a different perspective, it. then. Sorry. Let me put yeah. it into a different perspective. Okay, okay, if okay, we'd okay. Got to, okay. If we'd got to the end of Broadchurch, for example, mm. which is a thing we'd like to mention a lot on the podcast, and we didn't find out after eight episodes... Who had killed the young boy? Would you not be a little bit miffed, 
or would you say, well, we don't need to know the answers? I I would have been miffed had there not been a Series 2. Had it been, that was the end and I didn't find out, then yes, I would have been, you know, as as the comic book guy says in The Simpsons, straight onto the internet and going, worst episode ever. Because... (laughs) That was a really good impression, that guy. Are you sure you're not to the comic book guy? We don't know he's not, actually. (laughs) It's like Moriarty, you don't know if I am or not. Uh, well, earlier have on you today, got, like, was... have you got a stack of uh, finished pizza boxes next to your tie? Oh, we know, we my, know that. Would be and, a, and a t-shirt that doesn't slightly fit. Is my webcam on? What's going on? Um, <laughs> but earlier on today, you told me I look like Michael Ball, so that's a complete. Yes, listeners, if yeah. you have this this week's Radio Times, just have a look at the picture of Michael Ball. Then look at Gary's Twitter avatar. Comparing it's worth saying that Michael Ball's put on a fair bit of weight, but <laughs> he's standing in a, in a kitchen with cake, so. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, again, I, like you, your your catchphrase, I bloody love cake, I could just see that. So, <laughs> yes, so to clarify, if you've never heard this podcast before, what we do is we talk about Michael Ball, <laughs> and then we move on and we talk about Sherlock. <laughs> and he's that was the cake. advert. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think about the drug stuff at the beginning? Um, slightly type it, tapping into the fact that the original mm. Sherlock Holmes was up to his eyeballs in, uh, what was it? Um, Opium. Opium and stuff like that. Was yeah, very I mean, this is acceptable. Sort of Do you think that was a slight nod to that? Going into what Elementary did, isn't it, with it? Yes. Um, and and yeah, I didn't mind it, but again, it's it does seem a bit like um, we're trying to do a bit. That again, this is I think that probably maybe my issue with it is that they're trying to get bits in from the books. You know, there's there was um, yeah. the character that Catherine Parkinson played, for example, in the in the last episode of series two, who I think is sort of pivotal to a couple of the Sherlock stories. I forget her name now, the journalist, but she just seemed to pop up for a bit, didn't she, in that last episode? And this I've sort of drug addiction. Sorry, I'd genuinely forgotten all about that until exactly, you just said exactly. it. And I, I and I think. It sort of did play in to an extent, but it, it sort of got dropped, didn't it? But, I, but I think this is kind of like, and uh, this is where the Stephen Moffat influence, maybe from even Doctor Who comes across. We've said that the Doctor Who's the new one, certainly, for, starting with um, Russell T Davis and now Stephen Moffat, pay a lot of homage to their history. Mm. You know, these are these are fans that I've been given the chance mm. to write these shows. And Moffitt and, and Gatiss have said they are fans of, of, of Conan Doyle's work. So they want to pay homage to that. And maybe sometimes they do that to the detriment, maybe, of the plot. I don't I, know. Yeah, I think what, we, what we're saying mainly is that I think the characters, to an extent, the sort of mythology behind the characters both Doctor Who and Sherlock uh, have sort of overtaken maybe the, the sort of mystery elements of the plot but then I think they've always had that sort of balance of the two even in the last series and I, and just for me it just it does work as a series and, and I think the people I've watched it with have felt the same uh, but, but yeah I can understand Luke's issues with it as well Do you feel Luke that sometimes you're too critical because you know, as you say, you are the editor and the runner. You see a lot of television. Do you think you cast a discerning eye over it, maybe because you expect that high standard? Um, I think with Sherlock in particular, I think the fact that they've been away for so long 
and she used the second one. The second one I didn't like at all. And the fact that they've been away for so long, and these are the three, when the previous three were so good, mm. I suppose there is the, there's a tiny bit of you that goes, I was I was I was not genuinely shocked during any part of the episode. I was surprised by the whole Mary thing. That was mm. a, but I wa I wanted to be genuinely shocked at some point. I wanted to have that moment where you go, <gasps> what? I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be scratching oh, my I head. Oh, I that a bit with the Mary thing. Yeah. Oh, did you? But that, I, well, I, I found you, you did have this similar um, feeling at the end of Broadchurch as well, though. You, yeah. You uh, so, do you think your expectations are more than they should be? Well, no, but I, you've that's this probably true. But I don't know because I don't know what my expectations yeah. are. Yeah. But, I think but so I can't. I can't say. I think my expectations were high because I don't know quite what my expectations mm. were. You know it, it, when something takes you... No, no, I, I think I know what you're saying. You, you sort of know when that feeling hits you, but you can't explain it. That's sort yes, of what you're saying, isn't it? Exactly, sort of and, like. I, and I think I, was, I wasn't drawn in as much as I wanted to. I wanted to be... I get myself immersed in great mm. telly. You know, it, it, I don't matter what room I'm in, if I'm into it, I'm immersed in it, and that's what I mean by I shouldn't be looking at the clock. No. I shouldn't be. I, I mean, I agree with you. I th I I use the same test, and I think for um, Sherlock that that worked completely. And and I think I'm watching it a bit differently from how I normally watch it because I watch a lot of, as you know, you know, watching it on the laptop on the preview side. Yeah. As as we yeah. haven't been privy to the previews, I you know I haven't had any choice to watch it live. But that sort of you know, heightened it a bit for me, sort of watching it along with everyone else. Yeah. Like we, well, like, that, obviously, like we had to do with the the last few episodes of Broadchurch as well. Well, that's I right. Don't yeah, think, yeah, I don't, I don't think so, we so will listeners be. Listeners can understand. Luke and Matt sometimes, and sometimes I get TV shows early in order for review purposes. But with Broadchurch and Sherlock, it was cut off. Of, well, Sherlock, you never get them, and Broadchurch was cut off a few episodes early, which mm. is unusual. Because they wanted, now once ITV knew they had the audience, they wanted to build on that hype. And I think that's the same for Sherlock. The BBC, and we can complain that they did Sherlock too quickly, you know, two Sundays and a Wednesday. You know, it was all over in a week and a half. They knew a they had two an Sundays. audience. <laughs> <But> you... well, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. They um, knew they had an yeah. audience. You know, they knew everyone was going to watch. They could have, they could have shown. You know, it didn't matter what the previous show or the show after were. It was eight thirty Sunday night or on the New Year's yeah. Eve. It was uh, let, let's, television again. New, New Year's Day, but go on. New Year's Day, sorry. Let, let <laughs> me say one. Let me say one thing. Okay. Well, let me say. Sev, I think that somebody mentioned this on Twitter. This had a Christmas setting. I would have loved to have sat down hmm. with everybody and watched this on Christmas Day. I agree. Martin Martin Freeman was fantastic. Amanda Abingdon was fantastic. I actually found Benedict Cumberbatch a bit OTT in this. He irritated me a bit. But I, I like never know whether. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. 
yeah, I think uh, let's let's With... talk as well about Lars Mikkelsen, who who played mm. Charles Magnussen. Oh, I, yeah. What, what yeah. Do you think talking of him about, as a bad guy? yeah, I think he's been hanging around with his brother a little bit too much. You know, watching watching because obviously he's the brother of Mads Mikkelsen, isn't he? Who plays Hannibal? Yeah, he plays Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think he's been sort of watching some of his brothers. I mean, that first scene where he was licking Lindsay Duncan's face. Yeah. Um, oh, we've all we've all done that. <laughs> Can't say again. Again, that was another initiation for me to join the. Well, podcast, it was, but I thought he passed it well. <laughs> I shouldn't have um, had that conversation. With I you don't. Him. I don't think I found him uh, genuinely frightening or, or or that interesting I, as a I character. I don't think he was on screen enough for you to no, form was, this a genuine opinion of him. I could have used a bit more of his. Mm. Mm. Manipulation. Uh, I think just that scene with him and 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 uh, you know licking the lady kind of gave you that impression. Like, <laughs> Can you not use the phrase "licking the lady"? Thank you. <laughs> she was a lady. She she was Lady Jane. Yeah, but I think I think the the way um, Matt put it was much more eloquent than licking yeah. the lady. I just that... But I think I think that was supposed to sow the kind of like intimidation and terror he could cause. But I think I would have liked to have seen the other thing that irked me very slightly was here's a guy that had loads of security guards around him at all times, yet not one of them and they even showed a scene where they patted down Watson and he had the tire iron and the flick knife on him. Why the heck did they let a gun in in the end? It's a little bit of a plot hole. Yeah, no, I agree. But again, but, it's a minor thing. But it's for for me the kind did of he, like, did he tell him. them that he didn't need them because he, they were going to give him the information? I thought that might be what it was. No, I, I still think if you yeah, if, yeah. if you spend the time having a security force who walk into places and pat people down, you wouldn't you wouldn't let people come into you. You know, his home was this place. Appledore was built up to be this high security place. And yet they managed to get a gun in. I would like to see a little bit of a plot line that got a gun in there without them detecting it. Maybe, I don't know, inside the laptop bag or something like that. Something that would have been a bit cleverer than just pulling it out your pocket and shooting him. I think actually uh, Sherlock hasn't been quite as clever or as quick off the mark this series. He hasn't had the upper hand as much. And that, I always enjoy that. I think that could be a good plot device for the for the if it is Moriarty and that for me the problem with with you know the character of, of Magnuson was he was totally upstaged by the return of Moriarty. By the end of the episode, mm. I've forgotten about how bad Magnuson was. You know how evil, maybe whatever. I, I'm, I'm I'm back on the Moriarty train. He wasn't. I I mean though they presented him as someone who was never like a proper villain he kept saying like he was a businessman yeah. you know he was he was almost like a sort of in so that first he, scene with the Sherlock so obsessed with bringing him down in that first scene with the um the inquest and everything they were sort of trying to allude to um a sort of Rupert Murdoch almost weren't they with oh, the much, yeah. yeah um yeah I mean he the sort of the power of him I don't know if it was something to do with the connection with the Lindsay Duncan character, whether that sort of plays into... Because that's where it all started, wasn't it? That yeah. was where he sort of started to get involved. <laughs> his, his, his motivation well, seemed what... to be that he didn't... Nobody should have that much power. Nobody should have that much information to have on every single person. Well, I think in that the, was in it. The end, in the end, he revealed that he was using her to get to Sherlock, to get to, mm. or to get to, to get to what, to get to Mycroft. Mm. You know, because he wanted to get the information, or mm. so he said. Um, 
Oh, let's let's rather than this episode, let's try and take the Sherlock series three as a whole. It wasn't. I've touched on this that they have been playing up to the fans of the show, the fan yeah. fiction of with the the sort of the empty hearth society, and and with several bits with you know in last week's episode, maybe they've now almost the show's become a victim of its own success. Maybe that's a good way to put it. Mm. Uh, I mean, the first series, obviously, they didn't know that it w- how it would be taken. And the second series, sort of, the set, you know, was it a one-off? It was still fairly new. And, and as you say, we've had these two years and the anticipation has sort of grown and grown. And, um, you know, the payoff may have been n- not enough for some people. And as well, they have... Be, you know, played a, a lot on what fans have been saying, maybe on the internet. You know, doing those theories about what happened to him. But I, see, I I think that's where the the whole idea of they weren't going to explain it because, I mean, you know, there were websites dedicated to mm. the theories around how Sherlock but, faked his own death, and I think it was a you know we're not gonna we're not gonna follow everything people say it, on the internet. But I think, do you think the frustration over the ambiguity is to do with do they really know what they're doing? Do they really know what's going on? Is that part That's of? It's possible. That's po- I'm not one of these people. I I didn't give a great deal of thought as to no. how I wanted. I wanted mm. a conclusion. I wanted it explained because I want not because I wanted to see if my theories was correct, but because I wanted to go. Oh, that's clever. And because I had faith in their abilities to come up with something really strong, it just sort of make you wonder whether that whatever their idea they had, there's been so many other theories that they now think, I don't know whether people will like our idea as much. Because they did say they always knew how this was, how that was going to be played out. So, I so think you to wonder. Be fair, it, Moffat in particular, linked with Sherlock and with Doctor Who, has an awful lot of pressure pressure he's put oh, on himself oh, let's not, let's, not be, let's be unfair tons Pre- pressure for the 50th anniversary that the, the, i the wouldn't Christmas want it I mean, generation just, this podcast and, and, is enough for me yeah yeah let's, just, let's, right. let's just say he peaked with press gang and have done with it well the, <laughs> or jekyll when you're writing for dexter fletcher that's your high point uh, <laughs> <laughs> can we mention dexter fletcher on every podcast from now on of course william and Miss that that episode <laughs> where he's where he's um half drugged and in the uh, in in the blown up um supermarket or whatever it is in press gang is a horroring episode. Mm. Like if you know it means that will. You mean harrowing? Can I, can, that's can a, I that's ask a you? Only word I, I've made I up between horror and harrow. Horroring. That, that I mean that last episode of press gang was fairly ambiguous because you didn't know whether he was dead or alive. Dexter Fletcher. That's right. So can he's, I, he's can been I doing ask? this ambiguity stuff for ages now, Moffat. Can I ask, because I'm not, it, listeners to the podcast will know I'm not a Doctor Who fan, it just, it's just not my sort of that, thing, I don't... That, yeah. that, that way, is, the bit where you went, are you still talking about Doctor Who? When we did is the, the podcast? Is, <laughs> the, um, the, is the thing that um, that's, where, that's happened twice now in these two last episodes of Sherlock, where as he's being shot, he's being chatted to by... Molly, he's being chatted to by Mycroft. Is that something that Moffat would... That feels like it could be picked out of a Doctor Who to me, but I've never seen a Doctor I, Who. I think the so similarities between Doctor Who and Sherlock are the ideas that things that he does work very fast. I think they've got great actors in Benedict Cumberbatch and Matt Smith who can deliver lines at 300 miles an hour at the time that's right. There's a lot of and running I, round. 
Yeah, and, a lot of and, and I think they're both chaotic characters, both in line with the genius of the, you know, of the characters that they're portraying. But I think Moffat writes writes scripts and directs people to that way of thinking. So I definitely think that it's a Moffat trait. Hmm. My memory Let's of talk- Doctor Who in the eighties was was a lot more of a a contemplative thinking doctor. I don't think they were as fast. I mean, I don't think they were written in that way. Certainly the more modern doctors have been written in a way that make them more chaotic in their thinking. Um, let's, because let's I suppose just people talk- want action as well as, you know, Doctor Who wasn't always an action show in, when I was younger. There was a, a moderate of science fiction and, and, and plot and pace, whereas now they're written for a younger, slightly younger, faster action-paced audience. Let's just talk quickly about some facts from the third episode. Um, yep. It was called His Final Vow, and we saw Benedict's real-life parents return as Mycroft and um, Sherlock parents. We also saw a cameo by Stephen Moffat and Sue Virtue's son playing the young, young Sherlock. Playing the young Sherlock. So I it's become a real family was. affair. Can I just um, say now, I do not want a series of young Sherlock Holmes. Thank you. No. CBBS, I don't want it. And let's just talk about when Series 4 happens, what do we want more of, and what do we want them to steer away from? Well, very first, quickly, could I just say, can we clarify exactly what Moriarty said right at the end? Was it this week? Miss me. Miss me? Oh, right, okay, because I couldn't yeah. quite catch it. No, he's, he's joining uh, Andrew Neil and um, Michael Portillo yeah, on wanted. Thursday um, night. Yeah, for this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was miss me. Okay, fine. Just want to be sure. Um... Okay, yeah, Matt, go on. You, uh, your hopes for Series 4. Hopes for, uh, I mean, I would say more of the same. I, I haven't been as down on this series. I think if if I was to, to point a couple of things out, I, I think certainly the second episode as a bit too heavy on the humour. Maybe Tony... I mean, the humour in this episode was perfectly balanced, I think. There were yeah. a, couple of, a couple of good... You know, that's why you have, like, you know, your Mrs. Hudson's and your Lestrade's for those. And the bits with the, uh, you Lestrade know... The, her- this character. The, the heroin addict uh, guy. Yeah. Um, who seemed actually quite more intelligent than quite a lot of them. I mean, Mike, the humour... Mike, Mike Diggins or something. Yeah. The, yeah. The, I, I mean, the humour element has always been there but I think it was a bit stronger this series and could be toned down obviously you know Mark Gatiss does come from comedy background yeah. so it's it's sort of explainable I mean as you say maybe focus a bit more back on the on the investigations the character of Sherlock maybe has been too prominent certainly again in these last two episodes but overall I mean I think of the three of us I've enjoyed most of of this series so you know more of the same. More of the same uh, from that. Yeah. Okay, Luke, what do you want for Series 4, then? I want um, focus, again, on the crimes. I just, I just think the crime yeah. element to Sherlock is not the same crime element we see in other crime shows, so you shouldn't be put off by the fact that it is crime, because it's so cleverly done. I want shocks and surprises, as many as they want to throw at me. So, I so wanna... sorry, Luke, to put in. What was what sort of shocked and surprised you in in series two? What were the shocks that you liked that you didn't get in in the well, series? I... I think all of series two, those three together and together and separate, were just were like standalone films. And... They did go for the more classics. They went for the Hound of the Baskervilles. They went for the Reichenbach Falls. They went. And the... 
for the plots that people know, but they redid them very well. And this series is just... I think if there's one word to sum up this series, uh, and I don't think it's cruel, I would think it was incredibly disjointed. Mm. It was no, really I'd disjointed. Agree. I'd agree. Um, so, and, then, and, then and also, it's, I, think, I think it's important, for one final thing, I'm sorry to cut you off, I think it's important to remember who Sherlock and Watson are, because I think, personally, they've played about with them so much that they've lost the identity that they had in the first two series. Obviously, characters have got to move on, but I don't know whether I believe even in Sherlock land, that he would have got drunk and had a laugh, that he would have seduced that woman to get into so-and-so's office. But, I mean, as they say, they never actually had sex. No. No, of course. You knew that was a play because you saw saw when she left the apartment, his mouth dropped from the smile to the series. You knew it was a play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying I did. You don't want to see him outside of that zone. Yeah, well, I just want them to stay true to who those characters were in the first yeah. two series and move them on as well. I think you can do both. I think they can do both. There's a couple of things that I would add. I agree with a lot of what you both said. I would like a return to the clever use of technology. Uh, series one for me, when they were using the mobile phones more, mm. uh, they used the cabs. I, I, I think I, I want that kind of return to him using the, you know, the, the, the underground of, of the criminal, you know, of, of, of the uh, homeless yeah, people. I, I, I want, I, I want a return to what I know as Sherlock. I agree that maybe they've, they've advanced his character and left a few things behind. I'd like some better co-starring people. I'd, I'd like some people who do come in and influence. You know, there were other detectives working with Lestrade that filled out the force. There were That's other true. people. Uh, I, mean, like... I mean, as you said, that you, you can tell that the crime element has been reduced because Lestrade has, has, has hardly yeah. been in it, has he? And, 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 that, and that possibly, was... uh, possibly if it's a case where... You know, we want to either recast Lestrade or, or maybe remove his character and bring in a new detective who doubts Sherlock. You know, mm. re- re- bring in that intrigue. I know they got it perfectly right in the first number of episodes of Elementary, where you know it was, you know, we keep you around because we want to. We'll we'll get rid of you as soon as you annoy us. You know, and and I'd like to bring in that element. And you know, I am excited for the return of Moriarty. That has to be said. So that that is part of it. So there you are. Those are our thoughts and and and, and feelings. I and part of you thinks are they playing us and are they playing another trick on us? And it wasn't Moriarty. And I that that no, is I, all I'm saying is you didn't see his face. See, yeah. it's still so, clever enough to make you think about. It. I mean, at the yes. end of the day, it's still one of the most clever dramas on TV. I think it is yeah. so well. Oh, without quite, n- none of us yeah. are, mock- no, are no, saying no, anything no, no. about it. I think, and I, I think, think a little, a little bits of us are underwhelmed, and I think it's you know, we aren't getting the same Sherlock that we saw in the first two series. It's a slightly different beast, and I think you know some people want more of the same and obviously you know the direction yeah. it's gone in this series has sort of irked certain people um whether whether it will whether it will be the same as it has been this series or it will revert back to sort of the more sort you know traditional crime drama the sherlock murder mystery that it was in the first couple of series it'll be interesting to see which direction they sort of go in, and as you say, the Moriarty thing. Yeah, um, wh- whether it is him or 
I think already series four, if it does definitely happen, and when when it happens, we don't know. I think it's already shaping up to be better because they haven't got a ton of things to do in that first episode. No, I, I must admit they are free from the shackles of explaining anything, which means they probably will. Uh, because obviously, if Moriarty is returning, he will know how Sherlock faked his death because he obviously did his. He obviously did the same. You know, he did. He did exactly the same faking. If that is him, so that that is a good point there, Luke. I reckon. I reckon the big villain is Molly Hooper. That's my. Uh... Yeah, no, Molly Hooper's ex-boyfriend. Does sound a bit like Moriarty when you said it then, Molly. Yeah. Molly Hooper, Moriarty. Exactly, you see. Yeah, uh, yeah. And she was He's... in on the death faking and all Hold of that. On. You know, M's. Th- Stands for Moriarty, M for Molly. M for murder. M for murder. M for make death. I don't know. M for Matt. There you go. So, as we get... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much to Matt. Matt, what is your Twitter handle in case people want to tell you how wrong you are? And in case you're in a lorry. And here's one for all you truckers out there. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say. Please enunciate. Let him get it out, Luke. Come on. And now, Luke, Sorry, uh, yeah. if anybody would like to follow the editor and runner of the website, how can they do that? Uh, they can do it, uh, and they'll enjoy it as well. I think it's fun for the whole family. At Luke Custard TV. <laughs> at Luke Custard TV. And uh, before I before I go and mention my Twitter handle, obviously I'll point you towards the website www.thecustardtv.com. Read some great articles on there about the upcoming television. We'll be back very soon with our regular podcast, telling you about news, previews, and reviews of all the latest television shows. I leave you with my Twitter handle at the Gary Show. You can just just tweet me your pictures of Michael Ball. I don't care. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. <laughs>